you know, I think by now most job seekers have heard that even though it takes you maybe hours to do the resume, when it's seen by a hiring manager or by a, a talent acquisition person within an organization, you know, it may get five seconds. It may get 15 seconds, right? Do you wonder what recruiters are really thinking when they see your resume? Today, we have the chance to find out. Hey, this is Diana Burnell O'Leary, and welcome to another episode of Job Talk Weekly. I talked with Steve Prosapio, who's been recruiting for more than 20 years. Today, we'll talk about some basic resume do's and don'ts. And next week, we'll continue our conversation with Steve and get some more tips for your job search. Let's jump in. Steve Prosapio is a longtime recruitment manager who started out in the 90s as an agency recruiter, basically a headhunter, and since then he has served both as an external search consultant and an in-house recruiter working in the fields of healthcare, technology, and education. He's also a published author. His first novel was the award-winning Dream War, followed by Ghosts of Rosewood Asylum, fan favorites for those who love to read paranormal sci-fi. Currently, Steve leads a national team of recruiters for Logical Position, a digital marketing firm. Steve, welcome to Job Talk Weekly. Hi, Diana. Thanks for having me on your show. We were excited to have you on because as a recruiter, you spend your days scanning through thousands of resumes. So we want to know more about your work and your approach and help us understand what makes someone stand out. Sure. Well, um, it's kind of funny that uh, I ended up becoming a recruiter and am in this line of work looking at resumes as I do because I actually started looking at resumes back in uh, 1989. I managed a small print shop in uh, downtown Chicago. And this was back in the days where people would typically have to go and typeset their resumes. Oh, and they would come yeah. on a board, yeah. you know, kind of way newspapers or graphic ads would be produced prior to the digital age, right? And then came Apple Computer. And so what we did with our shop was we were able before kind of people knew how to do it themselves was to typeset their resumes on the Apple. And then, you know, we would uh, give them and they'd be able to get it on the nice bonded paper right oh, there yeah, in our shop. Yeah. Remember those, those old days. <laughs> um, and so in kind of a, maybe a little teaser trivia question here for you and your listeners, do you remember the other way, if you didn't get it typeset the way that people back then, uh, would get their resumes done. And, was it well, a good old typewriter? Was it a good old typewriter? A typewriter. <laughs> Remember those days back back in the day? You're typing away, and then, oh, I made one mistake. I've got to do the uh, whole you know, re-edit thing the whole thing. Over yep, start again. over. And, yes, unfortunately, uh, I do remember those days. So that's funny. So you started out helping people craft their resumes physically, right? having yep. them typeset. But now you have such a great perspective. Tell us what really stands sure. out. Tell us what's the difference between Absolutely. someone who ends up in the yes pile versus the no pile. Sure, absolutely. Well, first let's let's go like kind of to the the basic things that stand out when you when a person very first time you look at the resume, right? Is you want everything to be squared up. So we just talked about how people would pay to have you know, their resume typeset or yeah. done on a computer by someone else. Well, now make sure that you or whoever does your resume is using current technologies, right? We don't want somebody in there. You should not have use of the space bar for anything except the space between words, right? Yeah, Everything yeah. else needs to be set out. So that was the first thing I just wanted to kind of uh, talk about. Uh, and then I think the second thing is, um, is in terms of standing out in the bad ways, you want to make oh, sure boy. 
right? You don't yeah. want to have a typo if you're, especially in certain industries uh, where, you know, I've, I've worked in quality assurance, right? And, you know, what happens when there's one typo on a quality assurance resume? It just Garbage. completely undersells what you're, what you're trying to accomplish there by presenting, presenting yourself professionally. So, you know, people will spend, you know, 30 or 40 minutes, you know, doing an online application, you know, definitely take time to proofread your resume. Um, and one trick for that, just as, as you're kind of entering into it, is read it from the bottom up. Ooh. So once you do your resume, um, set it aside for a little bit. And when your eyes have kind of, you know, adjusted, go back. And when you proofread it, just do the, the last line and then do the, the line above that. Then do the line above that. And what that does is it really slows your mind down and it slows your eyes down because those typos are things that your your brain kind of tricks you into seeing that, that aren't really there. Right. So um, and then have someone else proof it for you. Oh, for um, sure. <laughs> there as a writer i kind of can uh, have a different perspective as well on these resume type yeah. of situations where um you know i was uh one time I, I'll, I'll out myself first right is we had i'd finished the whole book and i kind of set it aside for a while and then i went to proofread it and i was describing someone coming up uh at hallway and these guys were arguing and it said they were squared off in a triangle <laughs> right. <laughs> well, what happened there? Well, what happened was I had edited it and then re-edited it and then re-re-edited it, re-re-re-re-re-edited yeah. it right to a point where it just didn't make sense the way that it was written there on there. So you don't want any squared offs in a triangle, right? The worst mistake than that is, and this is a story that comes, well, you think it would be the, you know, the 1890s. It was actually the 1990s. Um, I was in the recruiting office with one of my colleagues and all of a sudden she says, oh my God. God. And that was code, you know, for all of us. Of, I've got a good one here. You know, let's let's take a look at this oh, resume, boy. you guys. And so I go over there and it was an engineer and I'm not going to, you know, go down that route. We need our engineers. I yes. love our engineers. It's, uh, you know, but they're they're sometimes socially need some help. Right. And, and this is another reason you want somebody else to read your resume, someone who has good eyes and will tell you, you know, when you've made a mistake. Uh, and so in one of his bullet points, he was talking about, you know, leading a team of other engineers. And mm -hmm. it was a team of five, including a woman that da, 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 da. <laughs> and, like, excuse and, me, excuse me. a well, woman. Yeah. It's wow. like dead stop in the middle of the sentence, in the middle of the paragraph, right? You're like, whoa, why did he feel he needed to, uh, to call that out? Um, that was that was kind of one of those where, you know, a good proofread, I think, would have would have helped him. Well, I think what that also speaks to is who helps you proofread your resume. Exactly. We right. are we are first going to give it to maybe our roommate or a girlfriend or our husband, you know, who, whoever is closest to us. But those people have assumptions because they know us so well and they are also like minded. So you need to show it to someone who's really a little bit further out of your circle, maybe a neighbor, maybe someone that you haven't talked to in a while, someone who can add that perspective because that engineer might have shown it to his roommate who didn't think anything of it. Right. But if you get a little yep. bit outside your circle, you might have had someone say, um, excuse me here, you might want to revisit whether <laughs> or not you highlight the fact that you um, oversaw a woman. And, and by the way, Steve, did anyone call this person for an interview? Uh, no, I think I think I, I vaguely remember. I think my recruiter uh, colleague called him and she either tried to explain to him that it was not correct to do that. But then I think she also had some ethical concerns at that point because, you know, he obviously was showing 
you know, showing that he didn't understand why it was wrong. So, um, yeah, I think we kind of just passed on that one. Yeah. And I think, you know, it does bear saying that the resume is still really important, even though you are supposed to be doing a lot of networking right now, using your connections to help you get your foot in the door. But that resume is your calling card. And that's what the HR manager is going to use to share with hiring managers and to show the boss when they want to present you. So you've really got to go out of your way to to really put your best foot forward. And then, you know, kind of moving into, well, what, you know, what should be on there? What what also should someone to kind of help proofread for you as well um, is, and this is, uh, you know, kind of the, a connected do and do not is, you know, do be sure to highlight your personal accomplishments in your job responsibility, you know, in your bullet points. Um, and the connected to that is do not use your company's job description for you as your <laughs> resume, you know, and, and we've seen that. I've seen people who have done that on the resume, just strictly, you know, strictly copied and pasted, you know, kind of those dry bullet points of, uh, you of their know, job description. Cold, yeah, collated copies oh does you know does this, and it was just a description of what that person does, um, which is which is okay to do some of right because we want to give uh, the potential future employer an idea of what you do. Yeah. However, that doesn't substitute for your personal accomplishments, right? So if it's on your job description to you know to to make copies and collate them, then you know you need something on there to say I made you know. 25% more copies than, you know, my competitors, and I was able to collate them at a 100% efficiency, you know, rating or something yeah. like that, right? So you want to highlight both elements of it. Yeah. And talk a little bit about how long the resume should be, because I see some people straight out of college who think that a two-page resume is appropriate. Totally. Um, and, but then again, I've also seen people who have 20 years of experience try and jam it all into one page, and they leave so much out. So what's your recommendation right. is to figure out how long that resume should be? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, back, you know, we talked about back in the day uh, of getting it typeset. I think the standard was more of like one page. I mean, yeah. unless you really had a long career because you were paying for that 75 to $100 <laughs> to have it typeset, <laughs> you, you, it may be very important what, what went on that resume. And I think over the past, you know, years, because people are now doing them on their computers, it's easier to just go longer. Right. Yeah. And socially, I think it's okay to go longer. I think um, two pages is fine. Um, I think if you're, if you're an executive level person, then I think three pages is okay. Uh, and beyond that, um, I think scientists, uh, and you sometimes will hear the, the term CV is used more for like scientific where they put, you know, uh, studies on there and they do, you know, whole lists of, of things, publications, um, professors, publications, like yeah. correct. But for the general person, I would say for 95% of us, I think two to three pages is about right. Uh, and just, you know, for example, you know, I've been working professionally since, you know, the nineties. The and uh, so men minus I've kept to two pages. Yeah. But even within those two pages, let's not use every inch of space. You know, I've seen mm -hmm. people yep. push the margins all the way out and <laughs> oh use the gosh. tiniest of fonts because they really want to cram everything in. And sometimes you've just got to make choices. Absolutely. Yeah. You want it to be easy on the eye. And, you know, I think by now most uh, job seekers uh, have heard that, you know, the that even though it takes you maybe hours to do the resume when it's seen by a hiring manager or by a, a talent acquisition person within an organization, you know, it may get five seconds. It may get 15 yeah. seconds. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you put that up there again, if there's, you know, glaring typos or space issues or everything's clammed together or it's on a, you know, 
six point font yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's probably not going to get the attention it should. And so kind of by just visually balancing it and, and making sure that the, that it's spaced correctly and visually appealing, I think, is very important. Yeah. And I think that's where getting the feedback from really critical friends can be helpful. You know, give it to the mm-hmm. rudest person, you know, have some, right. <laughs> you know, is <laughs> yeah. really going to give you don't give it to your mom. Your mom's going to say, oh, that's no, so mom's, nice. she's just going to fawn over your accomplishments. Oh, yes. my goodness. Yes. You, you were, you were well, able to collate those copies. <laughs> so one of the things that's talked about quite a bit in resumes is. Um, first of all, how it's, how it should be structured. Right. Yeah. And I think there's, there is a right and a wrong way to do that, um, from the recruiter perspective. And, um, the right way is reverse chronological, right? Yes, you want to have please. something at the top. That's mm-hmm. just a very brief introduction of you, but then what typically people want to see is what did you do at your jobs? Right. Yes. They want that timeline of how long were you there? What did you do? How did you progress? Um, and I can tell you having worked with, you know, hundreds of hiring managers, you know, throughout the years and gotten feedback from them on what they're looking at with the resumes is it's always comes down to that. So sometimes when you're in a job search and you want to switch industries or kind of switch around the things you're doing, you, I would encourage to do a functional resume, right? Yeah. Where, where you kind of have that big introductory period where you talk about a lot of things that are directly, um, a match with what you want to do, but you haven't really quite done that yet. Right. The problem is, and and kind of why the the reverse chronological is so recommended is, I think hiring managers are are used to seeing those types of resumes, those functional resumes, and realize, okay, this is a person that's going to be a stretch into this role. Right. right? Oh, it brings attention to it. Yes. Yeah. So So is that better covered in the cover letter, by the way? The the fact that you're transitioning into a new career, or maybe you were a stay-at-home parent for a while. So hit that that in the cover. Absolutely. And if you if you truly do are, you know, kind of slightly switching careers, it's okay to do that functional resume. Just know that, you know, it's not really going to trick people. Um, Hopefully they do get the chance to read that up front. But if you if you aren't and you're applying to a role that you're um, in fact, just recently last week, uh, a former coworker of mine in the IT field was applying for a role and I gave her and it was a role that was exactly what she was currently doing. Right. So, so, you know, don't bury the lead like they talk about in the newspapers. (laughs) You know, you want that hiring manager. The first thing they see is boom, you know, uh, operations analyst at a healthcare company, right. Or whatever the title is that they're, that they're doing, because that means you are probably going to be a direct, uh, hit for that. Um, and then, and then the other thing too is, um, wording, right. So if you, if you Google resume words or resume action words or oh, resume yeah. verbs, you know, you, you'll get that list. And I, and I encourage people to use some of that, but, but treat that like salt, right? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't pour it in, just sprinkle those words in there right. um, and use them correctly. In other yes. words, you know, reason to, to have your resume proofed, you know, you don't want to say you, uh, you, um, operated the results of, a of a survey, right? Yeah. Well, there's only so much you can energize. Fit. Yeah, exactly. Energize. <laughs> yeah, spearheaded. You know, yes. and don't don't over. You know, I spearheaded this, and then I spearheaded that, and I, they're going to think you're going to come in and you know open up fire on people or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and here's <laughs> here's my pet peeve in the cover letter or the thank you letter, especially in the cover letter. You see, I, 
I'm enclosing my mm-hmm. resume. I have five years management experience. I'd like to interview for this job. Oh, boy. I can be, yes. I mean, they, <laughs> they, that's why you've got to take a step back and you've got to put right. these things down, come back to them two days later, and then have someone with a really critical eye try and find the best writer you know, even if that person is like you, who's actually an author or maybe a journalist. <laughs> find someone yep. who works in marketing. Find any friend of yours who right. can give your resume and your cover letter a really Absolutely. critical look. And if it's not working, then it's time to change something up. I hope you enjoyed the first part of our conversation with recruiting veteran Steve Presapio. Make sure to join us next week when he gives us more insight into the job search process and shares his stories. Again, this is kind of where recruiters get a little bit nervous with cutesy behavior. He said that if, if we got him an interview with the comp- this company that we were working with, he would name his kid after me. Oh, God. <laughs> now, the follow-up story. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget, you can always find us on JobTalkWeekly.com. See you next week.